0: Ani, bonjour, Libby, my dear friend. Actually, I have some new words because I was like, oh, I never describe her with very, um, with very, uh, <laughs> unique, not unique, uncommon. I use basic words is what I'm trying to say. So here are some words that are better descriptors of you, my friend, Libby. Magnetic. True. You are magnetic. Yes. Excellent. Excellent word to describe ye. Ooh, is it echoing here? Oh, I should say I have changed I've changed my area. <laughs> so mm. anyway, um the other word voracious. What a what a word. What a word that I uh that I never uh that I never really knew what it meant until I until I found it today, <laughs> you now I know what it means. But um, those are my <laughs> those are my special words that I came up with today. Um, yeah. So I guess what else? What's new? I am in a new location. I am upstairs now. I have migrated out of Scooty's room. Um, I took my desk from down there and I brought it upstairs, and I've moved. My uh my at uh, my work from home station upstairs as well, and it is just it's better for me. It's easier for me to separate for to go upstairs and separate work from home downstairs. I don't know. It's just it's working, but now my microphone's up here. But also it's very open and echoey and um yeah. So I'm gonna have to figure that out. But until then. I thought to do, this is the perfect moment for me to read you some more story. <laughs> and um, that's because it is, for the record, Sunday, October 16th, 2022, 7.36pm Central Time, and Monjanjan is visiting, so I am upstairs. I have no interest in watching... Boba Fett or whatever it is that they are watching, I do not know. Um, but yeah, so anyway, this this story, I feeling a little bit of pressure. Maybe I shouldn't feel pressure. I'm trying not to feel pressure. But here's here's the dealio. Um, I we were talking at work about um, my boss is L- Claven, Shout out to Claven. <laughs> clave and clave was talking about his, he's listening to audiobooks or reading books recently that are like classic like halloween getting in the mood of halloween so uh frankenstein came up and i'm like yo that's old and yes of course it is old which means <laughs> no i don't know what de- maybe that's not what defines this but that but but the point is is that it's public domain in the US <laughs> yeah so anyway I was like talking about reading to you and then I mentioned and then they were like oh I listen and I'm just like oh that's this feels like pressure so if you're listening to me please don't judge me I am Hawaiian. <laughs> oh um, but yeah okay so I guess I can't whine about work <laughs> But that's okay I can whine about other things which I don't know I feel like perhaps there are plenty of times where I whine about the same thing over and over again but I fu- <laughs> okay I found a note in my phone apparently I made a note at some point in my phone of of thoughts thoughts for Libby well and I guess that means thoughts for Emily and Luke and Libby and whoever else may be listening to me but um I do not know if I've already addressed this, but the note in my, there's one note in my, in that one thing in the list of that note, and it is Smokey the Bear. Have we, have we seen Smokey the Bear recently? Am I going crazy? Am I the only one who's seeing billboards with Smokey the Bear on it? And he's not the same Smokey the Bear that I grew up learning to not that I was respond I'm the only one who can stop fi- wildfires or can prevent them, should say not stop them. but um that was a bear that was a bear that taught me that. And nowadays, there's not a bear. There is a human man that is of Olympic athlete proportion that is covered in bear skin and wearing a bear head. That is what Smokey the Bear has turned into. I dare you. (laughs) I should try and take a- it will not be safe. I will figure it out. There is a billboard, I swear, on my way to work that has a jacked Smokey the bear, he has a six pack of abs and he has pectoral muscles. I am like, this is a human man in a bear. This is like a borderline furry territory. I cannot get behind this. I cannot support this, especially knowing that Smokey the bear is based on a real bear. Not based on, but there is a bear. There was a bear that survived as a baby from wildfire. And it was named Smokey. Look it up. (laughs) Wikipedia has it for you. But anyway. I feel like I've already. I feel like I've already ranted about Smokey the Bear. But yeah. You know I'm not over it. And I found the note on my phone. And it triggered me again. So there it is again. If I've already done it. Anyway. 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 I don't know what else has happened since (laughs) the last time I read to you. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know um i don't know i got nothing but i guess here we go so i'm gonna read a book that is ooh excuse me it is i am reading it using the project (laughs) it's a project gutenberg so it is out there and it is the ebook for frankenstein or the modern prometheus by mary wollstonecraft shelley and if you were wondering, if you're, if you're like, oh, Prometheus, I've heard that before. Well, I need a little refresher. uh don't worry. I searched the interwebs and I will read to you from the Wikipedia. Prometheus. In Greek mythology, Prometheus is a titan god of fire. Prometheus is best known for defying the gods by stealing fire from them and giving it to humanity in the form of technology, knowledge, and more generally, civilization. In some versions of the myth he is also credited with the creation of humanity from clay all right I think maybe that's the one we're going with here (laughs) the latter the one that I blah 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 until I said just a few more (laughs) just a couple of words that one applies I think but yeah okay here we go here we go here we go Frankenstein Holy moly, how many names does she have? Okay, here, I scroll down a little bit more. Here we go. Mary Wollstonecraft, which is one word. No, Wollstonecraft. I don't know how to say it, but I'm gonna just throw it right there. Godwin, in parentheses. I don't know what the parentheses mean. Ooh. Shelley, the last name. I'm not even gonna try and speculate on what the parentheses mean. I'm going to skip straight to this first content, and that is letter one to Mrs. Saville or Seville. I don't know. How am I to know how to say this word? I feel inclined to say Saville because I don't know. But also, I feel inclined to say non-American versions of things. So maybe that's the... I don't know. Anyway, okay, we're gonna go with Saville because that feels more English. Alright, to Mrs. Saville, England. St. Petersburg, December 11th, seventeen. Dash. Okay, so 17 something, I don't know. The year is 17 dash. You will rejoice to hear that no. Okay, well, I'm gonna just throw this out here right away immediately. Since the year is 17 dash, no doubt this language is gonna be difficult for me to understand, so bear with me. <laughs> okay. Ooh. You will rejoice to hear that no disaster has accompanied the commencement of an enterprise which you have regarded with such evil forebodings i arrived here yesterday and my first task is to assure my dear sister of my welfare and increasing confidence in the success of my undertaking i am already far north of london and as i walk in the streets of petersburg i feel a cold northern breeze play upon my cheeks which braces my nerves and fills me with delight you know what, actually, you know, I'm not, sometimes, sometimes that's what you need to get through the cold breeze on your face. It's to be like, yes, I am cold and I like it. <laughs> Maybe that's just me, but I don't know if I would consider it to be filling me with delight. But yeah, it has started snowing here for the record, Lib. It snowed a couple of times. I mean, it hasn't stuck yet, but <gasps> the t- winter is coming. That's all I'm saying do you understand this feeling Ooh, that's what it says yes i do understand the feeling if you're asking me Mm, yeah i do this breeze which has traveled from the regions toward which i am advancing gives me a foretaste of those icy climbs (laughs) oh why does that feel like am i just like we're allowed to just so not a climate but a climb we can just i love abbreviating things i'm here for it Inspirited by this wind of promise, my daydreams become more fervent and vivid. I try in vain to be persuaded that the pole is the seat of frost and desolation. It ever presents itself to my imagination as the region of beauty and delight. Okay, really, with the delight again, the the coldness, the frost, the desolation. That that to use delight. Okay, okay, I'm not gonna go John June, but all right. There, Margaret. The sun is forever visible. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that is appealing. Its broad disk just skirting the horizon and diffusing a perpetual splendor. There. For with your leave, my sister, I will put some trust in preceding navigators. There, snow and frost are banished, and sailing over a calm sea, we may be wafted to a land surpassing in wonders, and in beauty, every region hitherto discovered on the inhabitable globe. What a sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. I feel like maybe this- these run-on sentences are- I can vibe with it. This is- Perhaps how my thoughts go. (laughs) It's just like a one giant sentence. It's productions and features may be without example as the phenomena of the heavenly bodies undoubtedly are in those undiscovered solitudes. What may not be expected in a country of eternal light? I may there... Well, here's the thing, my, my dude. It's eternal light right meow, but... Is it always eternal light? Like, okay, well, here we go. We're on the North Pole. Wait, no. I don't know. Are we... When is the pole gonna switch? Is that on Okay, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna get off track here on a thing that I heard, and I'm just like, wait, what? Every once in a while, the Earth is just like, just kidding, we're gonna slip it around. And, um, yeah, it flips around. And then the poles are the opposite way, I guess. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand. What does that mean? What does that mean happens to me and mine. (laughs) I'm very curious, but anyway, okay, I got totally distracted. Here we go, here we go. I may there discover the wondrous power which attracts the needle and may regulate a thousand celestial observations that require only this voyage to render their seeming eccentricities consistent forever. I shall satiate my ardent curiosity. Is it possible to ever satiate your ardent curiosity? Is that not the nature of curiosity? Is that you're always more, you just keep being more and more curious? I shall satiate my ardent. Oh, he's gonna tell me how though. I'm assuming this is a he. I don't know. I'm we. I let. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of looked ahead. I'm pretty sure it's a he. I shall satiate my. Well, let's be real. Do you really think that this? Well. I'm not gonna go there. The story is written by a woman, and that's fine, I love that. Okay. I shall say you to my the sight of a part of the world never before visited, and may tread a land never before imprinted by the foot of man these are my enticements and they are sufficient to conquer all fear of danger or death and to induce me to commence this laborious voyage with the joy a child feels when he embarks in a little boat with his holiday mates on an expedition of discovery up his native river but supposing all these conjectures to be false you cannot contest the inestimable benefit Which I shall confer on all mankind to the last generation by discovering a passage near the pole to those countries to reach which at present so many months are requisite, or by ascertaining the secret of the magnet which, if at all possible, can only be effected by an undertaking such as mine sorry what that's very arrogant but okay 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 the secret of the magnet now the secret of the magnet do we not just immediately jump back to our time at the mystery spot in santa cruz Libby? remember that or was it just a hill with a house with a i don't know i don't know i don't know okay here we go these reflections have dispelled wait I didn't read this yet, did I? (laughs) I don't think so. Okay. These reflections have dispelled the agitation with which I began my letter and I feel my heart glow with an enthusiasm which elevates me to heaven for nothing contributes so much to tranquilize the mind as a steady purpose. A point on which the soul may fix its intellectual eye. Yo, you're onto something with the... Oh, bumpity bump. You're... I... I think we're onto something with this when we have a focus when we have goals it's yeah okay all right you're right this expedition has been the favorite dream of my early years i have read with ardor the accounts of the various voyages which have been made in the prospect of arriving at the north pacific ocean through the seas which surround the poles you may remember that a history of all the voyages made for purposes of discovery composed the whole of our good uncle thomas's library my education was neglected yet i was passionately fond of reading these volumes were my study day and night and my familiarity with them increased that regret which i had felt as a child on learning that my father's dying injunction had forbidden my uncle to allow me to embark in a seafaring life. These visions faded when I perused, for the first time, those poets whose effusions entranced my soul and lifted it to heaven. I also became a poet and for one year lived in a paradise of my own creation. Huh? Okay. I imagine that I also might obtain a niche. A niche? I don't know what the word. What's the word? In the temple where the names of Homer and Shakespeare are consecrated, you are well acquainted with my failure and how heavily I bore the disappointment. But just at that time, I inherited the fortune of my cousin and my thoughts were turned into the channel of their earlier bent. <laughs> what? bro. Okay. What a life to just inherit. Am I wrong? Am I wrong about that? Like who, I mean, what a life to be just walking around thinking about the things. Well, okay. I'm not saying, maybe I'm going, maybe I'm stretching too far here, but there are people there. There are people, there are people out there who live their life knowing that they're going to inherit something or like anticipating inheriting things. And those people allow that to get inside them and turn very ugly. And it's really just like yucky. Yucky, 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 yucky. And that's how it's feeling to me kind of here. Anyway, I have to, I've got my bucket of, (laughs) my ice cold lemonade bucket. And I'm going to take a slurp. All right, here we go. Okay. Six years have passed since I resolved on my present undertaking. I can even now remember the hour from which I dedicated myself to this great enterprise. I commenced by inuring my body to hardship. Inuring, I'm sure I can figure that out from context, but let's search the interweb. Present (laughs) participle of inure, oh wow, that's so very helpful. What a great helpful definition. (laughs) Hmm, <laughs> Okay. Inure to habituate to something undesirable, especially by prolonged subjection, aka a custom. Okay, well, why didn't you just say that? All right. Yeah, okay. I accompanied the whalefishers on several expeditions to the North Sea. I voluntarily endured cold, famine, thirst, and want of sleep. I often worked harder than the common sailors during the day, and devoted my nights to the study of mathematics, the theory of medicine, and those branches of physical science from which a naval adventurer might derive the greatest practical advantage. Twice I actually hired myself as an undermate—excuse oh, me, I have a hiccup—as an undermate in a Greenland whaler, and acquitted myself to admiration. What? I must own I felt a little proud when my captain offered me the second dignity in the vessel and entreated me to remain with the greatest earnestness. So valuable did he consider my services. And now, dear Margaret, (laughs) do I not deserve to accomplish some great purpose? My life might have been passed in ease and luxury, but I preferred glory to every enticement that wealth placed in my path. Oh, whatever, brother. Oh, whatever. (laughs) That's what me, the poor person, is saying. (laughs) Oh, that some encouraging voice would answer in the affirmative. My courage and my resolution is firm, but my hopes fluctuate and my spirits are often depressed. I am about to proceed on a long and difficult voyage the emergencies of which will demand all my fortitude. I am required not only to raise the spirits of others, but to sometimes... (laughs) But sometimes to sustain my own when theirs are failing. This is the most favorable period for traveling in Russia. What? How? Why would you... What? Okay. Okay. The audacity of this person to just say things (laughs) no I really just I don't really know what that means but anyway maybe we'll find out here they fly quickly over the snow in their sledges the motion is pleasant and in my opinion far more agreeable than that of an English stagecoach the cold is not excessive if you are wrapped in furs address which i have already adopted for there is a great difference between walking the deck and remaining seated motionless for hours when no exercise prevents the blood from actually freezing in your veins i have no ambition to lose my life in the post road between saint petersburg and Arch- Mar- Arch- archangel okay no no no, 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 no. I just simply do not believe that no exercise um, prevents the blood from- That when doing the ex- exercise prevents blood from actually freezing in your veins. No, I just simply will not accept that. <laughs> <laughs> I shall depart for the latter town in a fortnight or three weeks and my intention is to hire a ship there, which can easily be done by paying the insurance for the owner, and to engage as many sailors as I think necessary among those who are accustomed to the whale fishing. I do not intend to sail until the month of June, and when shall I return? Ah, dear sister, how can I answer this question? If I succeed, many, many months, perhaps years, will pass before you and I may meet.' If I fail, I will. It doesn't say that. Hmm. If I fail, you will see me again soon or never. Farewell, my dear, excellent Margaret. Heaven shower down blessings on you and save me that I may again and again testify my gratitude for all your love and kindness. Your affectionate brother, R. Walton. Okay, here's the thing about the whole dear sister thing. I read this over and over again in the texts, and I just ask my own brother right now, Spencer, why don't you call me dear sister? Am I not a dear enough sister to you? Whatever, maybe I am not his dear sister, but I'd like to think that I am somebody's dear sister. Somebody thinks of me as a dear sister. Maybe, maybe you, Libby, maybe you, Emily, my dear sisters. Okay. Um, Yeah, but anyway, that's the end of letter one, and I figured I was gonna, I I was just, I don't know, it didn't take that long, so I'll just, I'll just read letter two. Here's the next one. Letter two, to Mrs. Saville, England, Archangel, 28th March, seventeen dash. How slowly the time passes here, encompassed as I am by frost and snow, yet a second step is taken towards my enterprise. I have hired a vessel and am occupied in collecting my sailors, those whom I have, al- whom I have already engaged appear to be men on whom I can depend and are certainly possessed of dauntless courage. But I have one want, which I have never yet been able to satisfy, and the absence of the object of which I now feel as a most sin. What? The absence of the object of which I feel. of which I now feel as a most sincere evil. I have no friend, Margaret. When I am glowing with the enthusiasm of success, there will be none to participate my joy. (laughs) isn't that what life is all about having one to participate your joy isn't that what you'd say listener do you disagree i mean you can have joy on your own but i think it's human nature to have joy and share joy create joy together with others anyway if i am assailed by disappointment No one will endeavor to sustain me in dejection. I shall commit my thoughts to paper, it is true, but that is a poor medium for the communication of feeling. I desire the company of a man who could sympathize with me, whose eyes would reply to mine. You may deem me romantic, my dear sister, but I bitterly feel the want of a friend. What? Why would anyone deem anyone a romantic for wanting a friend? I mean, come on, my dude. Grow up. <laughs> oh, that's my hot take. I have no one near me. <laughs> near me is what it says. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I have no one near me. Gentle yet courageous. Possessed of a cultivated as well as a capac- of a capacious mind. Capacious. Let's, let's search the entire... Capacious, capable of containing a large quantity, spacious or roomy. Are you telling me that it's capable plus spacious equals capacious? Okay. (laughs) Oh, whatever. Okay. As well as a capacious mind whose tastes are like my own to approve or amend my plans. How would such a friend repair the faults of your poor brother? I am too ardent in execution and too impatient of difficulties. But it is a still greater evil to me that I am self-educated. For the... (laughs) Isn't that true, though? The smarter you get, the more... um, The more awful I feel. No, I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. For the first 14 years of my life, I ran wild on a common and ran wild on a common. Maybe that means I ran wild all the time? Mm, Whatever. And read nothing but her Uncle Thomas's books of voyages. At that age, I became acquainted with the celebrated poets of our own country, but it was only when it had ceased to be in my power to derive its most important benefits from which a conviction that I perceived the necessity of becoming acquainted with more languages than of my native country. Now I am 28 and... (laughs) Same. No, just kidding. I'm not. I'm 29. Oh, bother. Now I am 28, so old fixing to die in the next year or two, and am, in reality, more illiterate than many schoolboys of 15. It is true that I have thought more and that my daydreams are more extended and magnificent. But they want, as the painters call it, keeping. And I greatly need a friend who would have sense enough not to despise me as romantic, and affection enough for me to endeavor to regulate my mind. Well, these are useless complaints. I shall certainly find no friend on the wide ocean nor even here an archangel among merchants and seamen. <laughs> seamen. Yet some feelings unallied to the dross. Huh? The dross. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Dross. Waste or impure matter. What? The scum that forms on the surface of molten metal as a result of oxidation. Worthless commonplace or trivial matter. These are what the intranu- the interwebs offer me. Dross of human nature. Beat even in these rugged bosoms. What? Okay, I need to reread this sentence. Hold on. Yet some feelings unallied to the dross of human nature. Beat even in these rugged bosoms. Hmm. Oh, sure. Okay. My... <laughs> I guess. Okay, we'll keep moving. I think I understand, but maybe not at all. My lieutenant, for instance, is a man of wonderful courage and enterprise. He is madly desirous of glory, or rather, to word my phrase more characteristically, of advancement in his profession. He is an Englishman, of course, and in the midst of national and professional prejudices, unsoftened by cultivation, Retain some of the noblest endowments of humanity. I first became acquainted with him on board a whale vessel. Ew. Are you telling me he's a... He's probably a red cloak, then, if he's an Englishman. No. I mean, I don't know. Is he I I don't... Um, he's a... Lieutenant. Well, he's the lieutenant on the ship. Is that what that means? I don't know. Anyway, okay, whatever. Sorry, I'm just like imagining Outlander, right? Right, Libby. Is that what you're? Is that where we're going here? Because we're like, oh yeah, the year is seventeen dash. Of course, of course. This could be Jamie. <laughs> okay. Anyway, no. <laughs> Here we go. I first became acquainted with him on board a whale vessel finding that he was unemployed in this city. I easily engaged him to assist in my enterprise. We know this is not James Alexander Malcolm Mackenzie Fraser because he cannot stand to be on a ship. (laughs) The master is a person of an excellent disposition and is remarkable in the ship for his gentleness and the mildness of his discipline. This circumstance, added to his well-known integrity and dauntless courage, made me very desirous to engage him. A youth, <laughs> youths, a youth passed in my so- in, uh, a youth passed in solitude. My best years spent under your gentle and feminine fosterage. Fosterage, I'm sure, is what this actually says. <laughs> That is what it says. Okay. Has so refined the groundwork of my character that I cannot overcome an intense distaste for the usual brutality exercised on board ship. I have never believed it to be necessary and when I heard of a mariner equally noted for his kindliness of heart and the respect and obedience paid to him by his crew, I felt myself peculiarly in being able to secure his services i heard of him first in rather a romantic matter from a lady who oh is everything romantic what is am i miss i perhaps the word romantic is being used in a way that's just not um just not what i'm thinking it's not what's it's not the same as what's in my brain anyway whatever I heard of him first in rather romantic manner from a lady who owes to him the happiness of her life. This, briefly, is his story. Some years ago, he loved a young Russian lady of moderate fortune, and having amassed a considerable sum in prize money, the father of the girl consented to the match. He saw his mistress once before the destined ceremony, but she was bathed in tears and throwing herself at his feet, entreated him— "'to spare her, confessing at the same time "'that she loved another, but that he was poor "'and that her father would never consent to the union. "'My generous friend reassured the suppliant, "'and on being informed of the name of her lover, "'instantly abandoned his pursuit. "'He had already bought a farm with his money "'on which he had designed to pass the remainder of his life. "'But he bestowed the whole on his rival.' together with the remains of his prize money to purchase stock and then himself himself solicited the young woman's father to consent to her marriage with her lover but the old man decidedly refused thinking himself bound in honor to my friend who when he found the father inexorable quitted his country nor returned until he heard that his former mistress was married according to her inclinations. What a noble fellow, you will exclaim. He is so, but then he is wholly uneducated. He is as silent as a Turk, and a kind of ignorant carelessness attends him. What? If he's silent... Okay, he's... How is he, okay, I'm not, gonna, whatever, I'm gonna, this, this guy is something else, is all I'm saying, I think, <laughs> uh, whatever, he's, oh, people who think that uneducated people aren't worth anything are, in my opinion, themselves not worth anything, ho, ho, ho. anyway, okay, let's start this over. What a noble fellow you will- okay, I already read that. He is so, but then he is wholly uneducated. He is as silent as a Turk, and a kind of ignorant carelessness attends him, which, while it renders his conduct the more astonishing, detracts from the interest and sympathy which otherwise he would command. Yet do not suppose, because I complain a little or because I can conceive a consolation for my toils, which I may never know, that I am wavering in my resolutions. Those are as fixed as fate, and my voyage is only now delayed until the weather shall permit my embarkation. The winter has been dreadfully severe, but the spring promises well. And it is considered as a remarkably early season, so that perhaps I may sail sooner than I expected. I shall do nothing rashly, you know me sufficiently, to confide in my prudence and considerateness whenever the safety of others is committed to my care. I cannot describe to you my sensations. <laughs> well, I don't know why that just makes me laugh. I cannot describe to you my sensations on the near prospect of my undertaking. It is impossible to communicate to you a conception of the trembling sensation, half pleasurable and half fearful, with which I am preparing to depart. I am going to unexplored regions, to... Quote, "the land of mist and snow" unquote. but i shall kill no albatross therefore do not be alarmed for my safety or if i should come back to you as worn and woeful as the quote, "ancient mariner" <laughs> you will smile at my allusion but i will disclose a secret i have often attributed to my attachment i have i have often attributed my attachment to my passionate enthusiasm for the dangerous mysteries of ocean <laughs> the dangerous mysteries of ocean to that production of the most imaginative of modern poets there is something at work in my soul which i do not understand i am practically industrious painstaking a workman to execute with perseverance and labour. But besides this, there is a love for the marvellous, a belief in the marvellous, intertwined in all my projects, which hurries me out of the common pathways of men, even to the wild sea and unvisited regions I am about to explore. But to return to dearer considerations, shall I meet you again? After having traversed immense seas and returned by the most southern cape of Africa or America, I dare not expect such success, yet I cannot bear to look on the the reverse of the picture. Continue for the present to write to me by every opportunity. I may receive your letters on some occasions when I need them most to support my spirits. I love you very tenderly. Remember me with affection should you never hear from me again. Your affectionate brother, Robert Walton. And that is the end of letter two. And that feels like maybe a good place. Maybe letter three. Oh, letter three is pretty short. Okay, we're going to letter three. Okay, letter Wait, let me take a swig of my beverage first. Hmm. Okay, letter three to Mrs. Savile. England, July seventh, seventeen dash. My dear sister, here we go with the dear sister stuff. Oh, I feel like I'm all the same. Mm. Okay, I'm okay. My dear sister, I write a few lines in haste to say that I am safe and well advanced on my voyage. This letter will reach England by a merchantman now on its homeward voyage from Archangel, more fortunate than I who may not see my native land perhaps for many years i am however in good spirits my men are bold and apparently firm of purpose nor do the floating sheets of ice that continually pass us indicating the dangers of the region towards which we are advancing appear to dismay them we have already reached a very high latitude but it is the height of summer and although not so warm as in england the southern gales which blow us speedily towards those shores which i so ardently desire to attain breathe a degree of renovating warmth which i had not expected no incidents have hitherto befallen us (laughs) that would make a figure in a letter one or two stiff gales and the springing of a leak are accidents which experienced navigators scarcely remember to record and i shall be well content if nothing worse happen to us during our voyage adieu my dear margaret be assured that for my ver- for my own sake as well as yours i will not rashly encounter danger i will be cool persevering and prudent but success shall crown my endeavors wherefore not of oh, for- course wherefore not wherefore not Thus far I have gone, tracing a secure way over the pathless seas, the very stars themselves being witnesses and testimonies of my triumph. Why not still proceed over the untamed yet obedient element? What can stop the determined heart and resolved will of man? My swelling heart involuntarily pours itself out thus. But I must finish. Heaven bless my beloved sister. R.W and that i told you that was a quick one um that's the end of letter three i think we're gonna cut it here so uh see you later